Now, Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Friday version of the Two Guys at a Mic show. Football Fridays, sort of. It's kind of an unofficial football weekend. The Super Bowl, obviously, we got a week uh, in between, little bye week situation, but we do got the Pro Bowl going on. I'm sure the Big Dog has many thoughts on the Pro Bowl. We'll discuss those between 10.04 and 10.05 today. We've dedicated one minute to the Pro Bowl. It's Two Guys at a Mic. TalkZone.com, plenty to talk about on the sports page, off the sports page, everything in between the coach and the big dog at your service right up until 11 o'clock. Goodness, let's welcome in my uh, good partner checking in via the telecommunicative phone lines out in Aurora, Illinois. When we last left him yesterday, he was, I don't know, threatening is the right word, but enticing maybe, but uh, he was challenging. You could use a lot of different adjectives there, but uh, he may make an appearance at SoxFest tomorrow at the Palmer House Hotel. Beautiful downtown Chicago, dressed in full cub Next year, man, regalia. Hopefully that uh, actuality. This year, man. What did I say? Next year, man? Yeah. Sorry about that. This 2012 now, Coach. It's past December 31st. It's this year. I apologize. This year, and, man. And uh, so that uh, all functions are still on? Everything's a go? Every The whole thing. Actually, as a matter of fact, I'm going to shine the boots up today. I got. I'm looking at the boots right now. I got the whole gear. And after today, I don't think anybody can know that I'm this year, man, because, uh, Coach, it's, it's going to be quite a splash. Now, Idris, the executive producer of America's Most Wild Deadbeats, uh, the show that I'm, that I'm hosting, <laughs> he's filming. He's going to film it. Okay. So what's going to end up happening is tonight I go to a birthday party at, I forget the name of the, it's some, like, ritzy, fancy club, and it's like an all-you-can-eat-and-drink deal for uh, uh, Lily the Lilac's friend's birthday. So this is not a this is that, not a kid's birthday party to Chuck E. Cheesy. This is an adult party. Yeah, coach, I have to. I'm wearing like a suit and like shining my shoes up and looking wow. like. Wow. As a matter of fact, I shaved yesterday. Will not shave today, but I'm shaving my head today. I was gonna say you gotta shine yeah. your head for this party. I'm telling you, I'm gonna try to look good for this thing. So you nice know, that will be out till four in the morning. I gotta I gotta wake up at like seven and go referee some football tournament, the championship, <laughs> the, the the player sports group. Uh, like football championships, I'm doing like, I was like, I'm only doing it if I'm getting all the games. And getting all the games means that I would do the last game, which would be the championship game. Guys, like, absolutely, Joel. So they're going to have a guy doing the championship game who's on two hours of sleep and probably drank a bottle and a half of Jack Daniels. And immediately when the game's done, his girlfriend's picking him up. He's getting in a car with Idris, as the producer of a show, a person that chased down deadbeat parents. And I'll be changing into a blue tights, a cape, and a mask to go taunt a bunch of White Sox fans, and Idris is going to film that. And right when we're done with that, I'm walking over to Occupy, Coach, and uh, you, I'm gonna have, I have the best line that I'm going to say, Coach, and it's going to be so funny. I'm gonna be, Idris is going to be filming me yelling at the Occupy people, being like, don't you people realize how stupid you look? 
think that's going to be the funniest. So there you go. You'll be saying that while you're wearing the next man's outfit. I don't know, David Olson, to me. This year, man, I'm sorry. To me, it sounds like just another weekend in the world of Joe Redwanski, just another passe weekend, you know, a party till 4 in the morning, you, your girlfriend, and six other Asian women at a birthday party and a bottle of Maker's Mark. It sounds like uh, everybody will be very, very happy. And then a couple hours sleep, and you're refereeing in a championship game in what sport? Uh, this would be uh, uh, men's touch football. So there there oh, will boy. be there will be one idiot that gets into it. That's the best thing about See, I have – uh, a new phone this year, the Casio phone, and it, it's a commando, so it can get beat up, it can take water and all that other stuff. I will have the phone ready right in my pocket, so when one of those idiots actually uh, starts a fight tomorrow, I have the I have the auto button on my phone, like the automatic one, immediately can start filming, and I will get I'm going to get an unbelievable video uploaded tomorrow on our yeah. site. Of, an, of some jackass starting a fight. Yeah, men's so touch on, football. On that 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 gets a little dicey. Add to the That's fact it's a champ. I know there's going to be a fight, coach. I'm like, can't go, guys. Until I break them up, I'm going to instigate it now. It's a little better. I've seen flag football. I've refereed that before and had to supervise men's flag football. That's worse. Touch football so, yeah, is a little ball. better because touch football. No, no, flag football, coach. Men's flag football. Oh boy, because flag football is significantly more physical game. And then touch football, if you're not familiar with the two, <clears throat> to ta- quote-unquote tackle somebody, you got to grab the flag. Well, there's a lot more body engagement grabbing a flag than there is just a simple one- or two-handed touch. So you got your work cut out for you. I would suggest four hours of sleep at least instead of three. And maybe instead of a <laughs> – how much Jack Daniels were you going to drink tomorrow night? Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'll you, probably take it easy. Yeah, that would be yeah. Uh, highly advised and recommended by the American Medical Association and – the Psychiatric Association, which you may need both by the end of this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's outstanding. So I, I didn't know well, we added Occupy Chicago into the whole thing, huh? Oh, you didn't know there was an Occupy in Chicago? No, I didn't know that. I didn't know this uh, this year, man. I did not know this year, man. I, I did not apparently check the latest Facebook page and see that that was on his agenda also. So at the Sox Fest, you're going to be like right outside the hotel, the hotel lobby. Where are you going to be? I'm going to be it's at the Palmer House. So I'll yes. be everywhere, Coach. I will go as far in as I possibly can before they tell me that I have to get out. Mm-hmm. So I was out last night. It was pretty cool. Because last night I was out at a, a place called The Lodge in Lyle. And a friend of mine out there, a guy by the name of Kevin Woodworth, is the bartender out there, Woody. And, uh, you know, he was looking us up. It was, a, it was a beautiful night. He's going to the Sox Fest tomorrow with his son. So... I told him I was going to talk him and his son at 3 p.m. out at the Sox Fest on Saturday. <laughs> so if anybody's out there, between 3 to 4 is when I'm going to show up. Oh, goodness. Now, well, uh, you mentioned Idris, uh, America's number one videographer, and the official, unofficial, I should say, videographer, the two guys at a mic show. Will some of the video be able to be uplifted, onlifted, whatever the hell you do to oh, put yeah, it up yeah, on he, our Facebook? Yeah, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He just... Trust me, he's just trying to get us any type of recognition. And he realizes the, the potential for something really funny here. Mm-hmm. And he figures just the more of these that we have, the better chance that we have when we go into uh, Warner Brothers next week <laughs> or next month. Next okay. month. So uh, just to show that like, it just, we do need a little bit of a push. We need a little bit of recognition, so hopefully that will do it. Uh, you know, We should get a little bit of recognition for hopefully the guests that we're having on today because yesterday, Coach, when – I was at the lodge. A young woman by the name of Ariadne Celeste was there. Do you happen to know who this is? I uh, do not. 
Okay, Ariane Celeste is a uh, like the the number one ring girl for UFC, the Ultimate uh, Fighting Championship, and uh, she was signing uh, stuff yesterday for Fight Chicks. Now she's involved in this uh, a fight league that is women fighting, and it's it's good stuff. Now she does a fight, uh, but she's a ring girl for UFC, so she was there signing stuff. And I asked her if she'd be on the show today. She said she'd be on it at at ten thirty. So talked to her publicist. Her publicist said she'd be on now. This girl, Coach, is spectacular. And I'm not just saying that because she's a pretty girl. She legitimately might be the best-looking girl on the planet right now. I'm not kidding. <laughs> that's that's pretty high praise, the best-looking girl on the so, planet, huh? So we, the guy, we were talking last night. We were like, okay, we start, we start to debate, okay, who's hotter? And we start, so we got up to Jessica Alba, and she was still better-looking than Jessica Alba. We mm-hmm. could not name a woman that was better-looking than her. Seriously, Coach. We just had someone email in. Is she better looking than Pippa Middleton? Yes. Really? Wow. Now, I'm sure David Olson must have a picture. So hopefully she'll David be David Olson, our producer. There, there's a picture of her up on the screen right now. Once It's unbelievable, uh, Joel, his dedication to the job. Once he found out that Ariana was coming on the show. Ariane. God bless you. Uh yeah. he, it's amazing research he did. Within 15 minutes, he knew the background. He's got like 46 pictures up on the screen. He knows everything there is to know about Ariane Celeste. And again, in 15, 20 minutes of background, that's the dedication that you get from David Olson. You got to appreciate the love of the game. That's a guy that is it must love his job when he's willing yeah. to do stuff like that. I told him Monday we have ex-Bear offensive lineman Troy Ozin coming on. And he said, who? I looked for pictures, and I haven't seen any of Troy Ozine yet. So, how I would never have thought of that name again in my entire <laughs> life until you just brought that up. Okay, there's no reason to. Don't you, I don't want to think Troy Ozine if there's a possibility that we got Ariane coming on the show. Oh, uh, it'll be. All right, so we now, can't guarantee it. It's, it's depending, is there a chance the publicist will nix it? I, I hope not, because uh, I, I didn't realize this, but uh, TJ, one of my best friends, is friends with that publicist and has helped them in the – in their league, the Fight Chicks League, which is F Y T C H I X, and yeah. well, let's face it, there's nothing like chicks fighting, Coach. I, I absolutely, I'm all for equality in the world, and if men are allowed to beat each other up, women should be allowed to beat each other up too. So I, I'm seriously, what I, I find it extremely entertaining. Women fights, I find just as entertaining as men fights, Coach. Honestly, 100. percent Yeah, I don't know. I am a big fan of the ring girls, but though I will tell you that I don't know if I go with you on the women fighting aspect. Although there is an entertainment value, there's a couple of I, I don't know that I've ever seen it. I've seen boxing. I don't know that I've ever seen Ultimate Fighting of the female variety. There's a couple of movies that have had, and that's a great thing we could throw out to our listeners: best female fights in movies. I remember one in like a mud pit or something. One was in a comedy, one was for real, but there's been a couple of movies that have depicted some quality female fighting. But uh, big well, deal, I'm a big fan of the Million Dollar Baby is is huh? no one's ever going to top Million Dollar Baby. That's one of the great sports movie that has ever been oh, yeah. made. That yeah. movie is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That one was so. legitimate, and that one obviously was boxing. Hillary Swank won a Academy Award for that, right? Yeah, it's deservedly. I like I'd never heard of that movie, but all of a sudden I saw that thing. I mean. That movie just grabbed you by the boo-boo. You just cared so much about this girl. And then the ending, oh, my God, that's like the most yeah. – that might be the most heartbreaking movie in history, Coach, besides uh, Paid Forward. But that movie is so much better than Paid Forward, like what in did, terms of how – What did you say? It grabs you by the what? The boo-boo. Okay. 
That's what I thought you said. Uh, it's just a term, like, it really sucks you in. Okay. I don't know. I... All right. Well, I do keep a list of top ten ring girls, big dog, and, you know, it, it, it will vary once in a while. I have Ariana right now rated fourth. You're out Which, of your well, mind. Well, that's pretty impressive, top four. But I do keep, uh, you know, just a personal list I keep of top ten ring girls over the past uh, decade. No, I have to admit, I do keep a list in my head of, like, top ten figure skaters. I, I will admit that. But I don't have a, a ring girl list. There's only one ring girl that is <laughs> ever worth talking about. And it's uh, it's an Ariane Celeste. So, uh, you know, actually, she's got a good job. because She's, like, at every single event that they have. She always sits right next, and she actually pays attention to the fight. It's like, she actually has a phenomenal job, Coach, because I wish I could sit ringside to every one of the UFC fights, whether any it's chance, on television or not. Any chance Ariana could be at the uh, Sox Fest? Because I got a feeling, what do you think, David Olson, about uh, 20 minutes into the Robin Ventura session, that they might need to spice things up a little bit. I think Ariana could be used there and um, – you know, deep discussions with Gordon Beckham and Adam and Adam Dunn. You want to shake them out of your slump? You know, you can do all the batting instruction. You want all the mental exercises, Big Doug. I saw you get Gordon Beckham, Adam Dunn, and Ariane in a room for about a half an hour. I guarantee their slump will be shaken. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Hey, they tried everything last year. Why not Ariane? What the hell? Can't hurt. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That's not bad, Coach. That's not a bad idea. Absolutely. It's probably pretty expensive, Coach. But then again, you're paying Adam Dunn eighteen million dollars a year. It mm-hmm. might be if you're paying somebody eighteen million a year, it might be worth yeah. a million bucks just to get your money's worth. And by the way, point. just as, as a sidelight here, spectacular sports talk radio here as we talk ultimate fighting football Friday and more of the two guys in a mic show. Our phone lines are open, by the way. You want to join the somewhat disjointed discussion, we highly encourage you to do it. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. Triple eight four six three six seven four eight. Big dog the coach and hopefully America's number one ring girl about to uh, join us on the show. Dog, just as a quick sidelight, Adam Dunn, you know, you can make all the jokes and stuff, the horrible year last year. I do respect the fact that he has not shunned the spotlight. He has come out. He's taken the hits. He has been a good teammate. He didn't disappear in the clubhouse. The teammates, uh, for the most part, like the guy. He will be appearing at Sox Fest. be very easy for him to take a pass on this one. He'll be there. Front and center, meeting, greeting. You know what I always say in life? It's easy for people to shake hands and be smiling and talking, you know, when things are going good. But to me, the true sign of character, Big Doug, I'll throw a shout-out to Adam Dunn when things are bad. And in in a sporting sense, you can't get much worse than Adam Dunn's season last year and getting paid that much. You know, if you can stand up like a man, if you can stay as positive as possible, admit to your mistakes and still be out there when things go tough, that's the true sign of a good character. No, you're 100% right, Coach, and I couldn't agree more with that. That says a lot about a guy. So anybody out there, if you go up to Adam Dunn and you go to shake his hand and he doesn't shake your hand, don't be offended. He just missed your hand like he did the baseball last week. Wow. Wow. I give that nice character speech and boom, right off the bat, you come with a shot like that. I gave you with the good – I agree with the good character. That that says a lot about you, and that probably says he's going to have a rebound year. If you're willing to stand up as a man and be like, I was horrible, I had the worst season in the history of Major League Baseball. <laughs> he did. Coach, he had the worst season ever. Ever. Yeah, I forgot about that part of it. I forgot about that part. For, think, for the number of at-bats, when you say worst season ever, the worst batting average ever for the number of at-bats. The worst batting average ever for the number of at-bats. Wow. The most strikeout, per, the highest strikeout percentage by far of all time, 
lowest on-base percentage of all time. His slugging percentage was the lowest of all time of anybody with uh, as many at-bats as he had. Man. The slugging percentage. Isn't that what Adam Dunn is known for, for slugging percentage? I I hope he doesn't think about I hope nobody's told him that or he doesn't think about it too much because – you get too much time off in the off season. You sit around, you know, the lazy boy at night, waking up in the morning. You start thinking about the, the history, the history of the game of baseball, and you had the worst batting season ever. You think about that too much, big dog, and all semi seriousness that could destroy you for the rest of your career. You, you, you know, uh, no, it's really funny that you that you say that. Mark McGuire, I forget exactly which year it is, but he started taking steroids right after this season, coach. And uh, he was hitting 201, so you, it's, it's going to be really easy to figure it out if you go to baseballreference.com. But he was hitting 201 at the and the last day of that season, and he went to La Russa and said, please don't put me in the lineup. I don't want to hit below 200. And La Russa's like, okay. And he's like, I knew if I would have went out there that day, I wouldn't have gotten any hits. And he's like, if I would have finished batting 199, it would have wrecked me. He said he admitted it. He said it would have wrecked me. I wouldn't have been able to deal with it. He's like, because like the whole month he thought he was going to hit below 200 and he couldn't mm-hmm. get a hit because of it. So he went from like 220 to 201 mm-hmm. in like in like five days. Cause, and then he yeah. was staring at. It. He's like, he said he didn't think he'd be able to rebound mentally from it. Well, don't don't so have him talk to Adam Dunn. Don't. don't. So I completely concur yeah. with what you're saying. This, yeah. and I'm glad he's standing up for it. And it it shows me that there's a good chance that he can rebound. I mean, the guy's what 33. Based on the way he handled it last year, I'll, I'll be rooting for him. Hope the guy, he took a lot of heat last year. I'll be rooting for the guy to come back again. There were different ways you could have handled that horrible season. Uh, you know, I thought it was just depressing as it was to watch him hit. I mean, you know, you take the baseball part aside, but, you know, the way he handled it personally, I'll be rooting for the guy to turn it around this year. Depressing. How would you like to be John Danks? You know, fighting and scratching, trying to not give up more than three runs a game because it seemed like, you know, he was at a rough season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every yeah. time he caught out there, it was 0 for 5. You're starting pitchers. Like, do you really have to have done over there? And he was bad defensively. There's a lot that he has to uh, come together with, Coach. I just can't imagine signing such a big deal and coming into a season completely out of shape. And that is what's, what happened. He even admitted that, that he was out of shape. Well, not only out of shape, but, you know, it's sort of the Mark Burley pitching theory transferred to hitting. I don't really, Adam Dunn, I don't, you know, really hit in the offseason. I kind of rest up didn't work on a swing. Mark Burley has said the same thing pretty much in pitching. You know, he doesn't do all the physical fitness stuff. He doesn't do all the outside pitching things that a lot of the pitchers do. Adam Dunn was that way in hitting. But I think uh, this offseason he has changed that philosophy. Well, Mark Burley has had some average seasons, but he's never had a bad season, let alone a horrific season. So, Mark Burley, if that's your thing, go right ahead. Adam Dunn, you might want to adjust and rethink your philosophy on mm-hmm. preparation for baseball. All right. This year, man, going to be appearing at the Sox Fest. Hopefully Adam Dunn and this year, man, can uh, share a handshake, a hug, possibly a grope. Who knows how far it'll go. Uh, sure. It is interesting. I, you know, the people that show up, the regulars who show up the Sox Fest, Big Doug, I, I'm laughing because I'm just trying to imagine the difference of the Ozzie Guillen session. And Ozzie Guillen leading the White Sox compared to Robin Ventura, you couldn't possibly get a higher contrast between two personalities, be they managers or anybody else. But that's going to be a major transition for the White Sox fans from Ozzie to Robin V. 
Let me give you a little something about the two of them. Uh, I had to deal with Ozzy Gann and his family when I worked at Nike Town, and I had a and I had to deal with Robin Ventura. And you can say whatever you want. Oh, what do you know about a person? Blah blah. blah. I, I always get that, but it wasn't one time, and it wasn't like I just helped this person for like five minutes. They'd come in, you know, you help these people for like twenty minutes, and that way would happen two or three times a year, over four times a year. I would see Ventura and Ozzy Gann a lot. Gian was always cool. The wife and was a little aloof and kind of like, hey, I'm way too gorgeous for everybody. And like, you know what I mean? One of those. Robin Ventura married his high school sweetheart. She isn't ugly by any means, but she isn't the most gorgeous knockout girl in the world. She's a sweet girl, okay? Robin Ventura is there with some sunglasses. I'm boy, Brady Collins is there. Brady's like, hey, those are really cool uh, sunglasses, Robin. He takes them off and gives them to him. He's like, I can get them at any time I want here. You know what I mean? And he's like the nicest guy in the freaking world. Hey, we don't have that in stock. Oh, no problem. Give me another one. You tell Isaac again you'd have something in stock. Really, man? Well, you, yeah, you got it. Why don't you go up there and find it? I'm like, seriously? You know what I mean? That was like the difference. So, mm-hmm. uh, so a first-class person is taking uh, charge of the White Sox right now, and I, I do wish it's Robert Ventura nothing but success. It's good to hear. I like to hear that, and I'll back you up 100%. You've heard me do it before, but not of late. I'm a firm believer, firm believer. In this case, you're a shoe salesman, but I'm a firm believer you can – uh, look deeply into the character of a person. It may be a small 15, 20-minute window, but I think it indicates a lot how people, not just famous people, anybody, how they deal with service personnel, uh-huh. be it a waiter, a shoe salesman, a barber, whatever. To, just your, your general mannerisms, the way you carry yourself, your personality there tells a lot about the person. So that's interesting insight. We used to have a segment uh, called Close, Close Encounters Encounter. of the Shoe Kind. I, you know, I, I, I do need that the next week, I need to start writing those down. Because we do have some really funny ones. I, and I yeah. needed to start contacting people from Nike Town and yes. be like, hey, could somebody please write me? I'll be, I want to tell them I'm going to do this because, Coach, the stuff that we, that we, that happened to us there is it's downright mind boggling. Some of the, the best stories, though, I don't know if we want to bust people off, but the best stories were, the guy, the athletes that were cheating on their wives, and they would bring in their mistresses <laughs> to Nike Town, yeah. and then a week later bring in their wives, and they're like, "Seriously, are you that big of a jo that you would actually do that? It's unbelievable." And the I answer mean, probably I, I, is yes. You know, all I gotta say is, there was an athlete married to Halle Berry did the same freaking thing. That was depicted in a recent Academy Award-winning movie. Uh, no, David Justice. Oh, my goodness, David Justice. That's, that guy was a pimp. That's the guy that was depicted in the movie I'm talking about. He was in Money, oh, really? Moneyball. Oh, really? David yeah. Justice? Was, I haven't seen Moneyball. Oh, yeah. David Justice is in there. He's part of the uh, – he was the veteran they picked up to, to help lead the franchise. Uh, but speaking of segments, you mentioned Close Encounters of a Shoe Cut. I got a note in the mail from somebody connected with our previous show, not about the show about something else, and he puts a little a little handwritten note on there, hey, a happy wet-ass Wednesday to everybody, and I had almost forgotten. David, also one of our most popular segments for a couple of years. Hot off the presses, we did a segment called Wet-Ass Wednesdays, where people could vent their frustrations. Do you remember that, Big Dog? Yeah, it was because Brian Bowers, yes. his stupid ass left a crack in his window, and a bunch of snow got into his seat. And he sat down in a bunch of snow when he was driving to work. His his, uh, work, his girlfriend slash wife to be at the time left the window open. Oh, my fault. Yeah, that's that's why it was he had a wet ass. He wasn't blaming himself. 
he gets in the car and sits down, you know, at the start of a morning after getting all showered up and dressed up, and he's sitting in a wet seat for the entire ride to the radio station. You're exactly right. That's that's uh, that. You know, snow will cause shrinkage, Coach. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> we may have to bring Wet Ass Wednesday back, though. That was uh, I, I, that was fun. You know what? If you give me a designated time to get a little of the angst out, I probably wouldn't be as jaded as, as you've been complaining that I've been jaded lately. Mm-hmm. I so could, we need it. I think I can speak for a, a lot of the people out there, not just yourself. A good time to vent in a friendly sort of way right here over the uh, – TalkZone.com, 24-7 Internet Airways, uh, by the way, emanating out to seven different continents and also parts of Naperville and Bolingbrook. Uh, I think everybody needs a little venting. Big Dog, a wet-ass Wednesday provided exactly that uh, alternative. Yeah, that would be called Naperbrook. I believe they, that's what they call ah, that now. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right, 888-463-6748, Ariane Celeste, hopefully going to be joining us. It's possible the publicist could be listening. To the first 20 minutes of this show, Big Dog, judging, deciding whether Ariani should come by. Based on our first 20 minutes, put yourself in the position of the publicist. She's never heard us before. What do you think? Do you go thumbs up, thumbs down, or just throw the papers away? I, I would definitely think it's a thumbs up, especially considering that you have said her name right probably like five of the last eight times you've said it. So that's good. Where you, you got it right like two of the first 15 right times you said So who knows, Coach? For me, that's a pretty good percentage. Not bad. Not yeah. bad at all, Coach. Yeah. Now, the ultimate fighting that, uh, that I, I did read in the papers could be at the United Center yeah. on Saturday night, and the featured match is uh, Rashard Evans against Phil Davis, right? Those are the two feature guys? Yeah, it, well, it, I, there's a bunch of good fights all up and down uh, uh, up and down the card, Coach. And uh, TJ's going, I'm, I'm kind of want to go to it, but I, wanna have, I said it was such a long day on Saturday. I got to figure out what I'm going to do if I can actually make it out to the United Center. Mm-hmm. I like on the undercard, David. I, if you read the fine print, a couple of interesting matches. I think you've got Wheel of Fortunes, uh, Pat Sajak taking on American Idol's Ryan Seacrest. That should be a pretty good battle. Uh, by the way, I saw Pat Sajak on the show, uh, Dan <laughs> Levitard, Highly Questionable, the one where he does with his yes. Cuban immigrant father, which I, I'm telling you is the funniest show on television, Coach. <laughs> Any Pat show Sajak. with a Cuban immigrant father, I, I need to watch. I know. I, I was shocked. Pat Sajak admitted that for the first like five years of the yeah, show, I heard this. When, well, remember the whole time when they used to do the the prizes and yep. they used to buy the prizes. Mm-hmm. Well, whenever those show, whenever they were doing the shows where they had to buy prizes instead of just getting cash money, it took them so long to reset everything up in between shows that they would go to a a Mexican bar across the street from their studios. When you say they, he and Vanna White. And drink, uh, yeah, him and Vanna White, and drink margaritas all day long and do the show completely bombed. <laughs> and he, he, was like, and he was like, he's like, not a little drunk. He's like, I mean, really drunk. Yeah, I think his words were, when we, when we came back, we didn't even know the alphabet. <laughs> so he said something like, yeah, we had, we, had, uh, we had one, two, three, maybe six margaritas. Wow. You know, six margaritas when you're when they're being made by a bartender who sees you every day and knows you're on television and you're tipping getting tipped well are extremely strong margaritas. Let's just admit that. <laughs> I mean I, I know one thing the times that I've bartended, which have been very infrequently, I tended to give more to people who would like were famous. I'll bet you people are gonna go back to some of the old tapes now that they've heard that, if there are old tapes to be found and uh 
and see if they can pick out some interesting things. But I did see that revelation. By the way, also on the undercard, I noticed uh, an interesting matchup also is MSNBC's. Rachel Meadow apparently is going to uh, strap it on, pardon the expression, and take on CNN's Wolf Blitzer. That should be a hell of a match. I don't. I think Wolf Blitzer will just get bombarded, Coach. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, I'm really uh, not sure. He, I, I think it takes him like five to ten seconds to realize what's going on. I'm not saying he's a dumb man, but he's like the kind of guy that just gets blown away by stuff like a little bit. He thinks things through a little bit too much. If you Wolf, notice, uh, he was on stage last night. He was conducting, I think, the 18th Republican debate. I'm, Almost embarrassed, almost embarrassed to say that I've watched probably 15 out of the 18. I'm finding the whole thing fascinating, but it was Wolf Blitzer uh, solo, huh? I was watching the beginning of it, and yes, then sir. then and then I was told that there's nobody at the lodge, and Ariane Celeste is going to be there. So I was like, okay, then I will go out tonight. <laughs> so I, I didn't get to watch the end of it. Coach, who won? <laughs> That's an interesting question. I'd say Mitt Romney. Uh, I'd say Mitt Romney. At least you know he held his own. He's starting to show a little more spark. Firing back, Gingrich, uh, who was so brilliant in the debates, now is just good. And, and Rick Santorum and Ron Paul, you know, everybody mentions just the two. Even though I disagree with a lot of what Santorum says, he's a excellent debater. And Ron Paul, I'm telling you, man, the dude makes sense. What do you think, Dave? I know. I'm a big fan of Ron Paul. Coach. I am too, for the most part. Peace yes, and prosperity. It's a nice. It's a. It's, it'd be a nice way to transition. Decent prosperity. I like that. I like that idea. Coach. Yeah, people think that's utopia. Ron Paul's talking about us getting out of all these countries. You know, we have troops over here and troops over there. We got troops stationed here. We got troops stationed over there. Well, wait a minute. Let me ask you a question, Big Dog. Does any other country have troops stationed in America? Exactly. They don't, right? I actually no, asked that question just to make sure. So nobody's got troops stationed here. And it's so, you know it's really easy it's easy for everybody else to be like well we have to be there when there's people like me and I don't bring this up very often on the show that have like best friends that are in Afghanistan and stuff like that we have completely different opinions on if guys should be over there or not even though we completely support the guys that are away that are abroad mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong you know America's done an unbelievable amount of great things and spent an incredible amount of money overseas but I think a lot of Americans. Don't even sit back and think of that perspective. They just take it for granted. Oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Man, nobody's got troops here. Why should we be allowed to have troops? I'm not just talking in Afghanistan. we got troops in a variety of countries, Big Dog, many of which are not immediately combative, right? They're there for well, strategic well, purposes. Well, a lot of them, they're mostly for strategic purposes, Coach. And what happens is, you know, I, I don't know what really happens. I don't know the backroom deals, what really goes on, like the whole Clinton thing and giving away. I mean, Clinton isn't the only one, but the whole giving away an Air Force base and all of a sudden find out that the the guy in China that prospered off of that backdoored money into his campaign. Like, so, You know what I mean? There's all types of that stuff going on, which is ridiculous. But if you consider uh, it's supposed to be, oh, we're in the Philippines and we give aid, we give humanity, we, we feed people, we give out aid, we educate, make sure that uh, young girls are being treated the same as young boys and all that, you know, all that stuff. And then, oh, we're going to have an Air Force base and uh, a naval base in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what's supposed to be going on, but who really knows the reasons why yeah, we're so why? Yeah, exactly. So why, are, why do we have troops or a base in the Philippines? Uh, to make sure that China doesn't, or, you know, doesn't come 
coming through the Pacific and decide okay. to. Uh, well, then can't China put troops somewhere to protect against America coming over? You know what? Uh, China doesn't really have a strong enough navy. As a matter of fact, they made their first ever uh, aircraft carrier. It's unbelievable. If you when you see this thing, Coach, it is ridiculous. China's latest uh, aircraft carrier is just unbelievable. The only, you know, the United States is funny. They very rarely show surveillance pictures, mm -hmm. but they wanted to prove to everybody. You know what? China is something to be messed with, not to be messed with. So they, China finally has uh, uh, an aircraft carrier. Coach. So when they have one aircraft carrier, that means there's going to be aircraft carriers after that. So we're going to find out really quick over the next mm -hmm. couple of years whether or not we're the only one. We're the only country that goes abroad and puts bases around the world. Interesting. 888-463-6748. You want to chat with us? Feel free to take the leap. It's user-friendly. 888-463-6748. Big dog, coolest moment, I thought. Coolest moment of the night, three-quarters of the way through. The debate, woof, Blitzer uh, asked the candidates, why would your wife make a great first lady? And I'll tell you, each one of them, and, it, you know, it's hard when you're on national TV in front of millions, your entire, every question, you know, if you mess up, your entire campaign can go away. These guys handle pressure unbelievably well. But all four of them spoke so eloquently and emotionally. It wasn't uh, just, you know, top-of-the-line standard stuff. They really dug deep a little bit and talked about their wives. I had a couple of little, uh, I had drippage coming from uh, both of the ears as the candidates talked about their wife and Rick Santorum introducing his mom, who was in the audience, at the age of 93. It was a very personal moment, very cool moment. Yeah, uh, the introduction of the mom at the at the beginning. I, yes. I did like Wolf Blitzer would be like, we want your introduction to be short like this. I am Wolf Blitzer, and we're here at the 18th uh, Republican debate. Now here's Rick Santorum. <laughs> so <laughs> Rick Santorum didn't exactly do that, but mm -hmm. it's pretty fun. But yeah. uh, it's a pretty yeah. lighthearted moment. Very cool, very cool. Also interesting, since they were in Florida, they brought up the space exploration. And I thought it was interesting, the differing opinions about some that, hey, we need to, you know, re-up with NASA and get it going again. We don't want China to be first. And and then there were others that said, you know what, and I'm glad they hit on a little bit of honesty. They said, you know what, we're in Florida. That would be the popular thing to say right now. I think Santorum, and I want to say Romney or Paul, Gingrich definitely was kowtowing to the crowd. But they basically said, Big that would be the easy thing to say to everybody now. But you know what? We are in a huge budget crunch now. I think it was Ron Paul who said, you know, space exploration and research for for our defense, okay, but just for exploring and just for the fun of it, right now we cannot afford it as much as we'd like to do it. I think that's something they would have to be skipped in the immediate. I appreciated that honesty. Your thoughts on space exploration, football expert Joel Radwanski. Yeah, yeah. I, we really do have to get stuff in order first before we do that. And, and I, I do think we have the capability in this country to actually explore space, and we have the money to actually do it, but we do have to start uh, appropriating the money properly. So instead of having stuff like the Arlington Cemetery just missing $12 million this year. Nobody knows where the heck the money went. Stuff like this happens way too much in the government. If all that stuff didn't happen, we would have enough money to go out and explore space right now. So sadly, Coach, uh, I, Ron Paul is exactly right on that. And uh, I'm glad he brought up, like, money being spent in terms of defense is good. He's, he's not trying to say we should be weak and not defend ourselves. 
just wants to alert everybody. There's a reason why so many countries in the world hate us. Yes. Exactly and are venomous right. against us. So, and so I, I, that's, I didn't get to see that part. That was a great answer to that question. Mm-hmm. And the Ron Paul message sadly misses on a lot of people because they just write him off as an entertaining, but somewhat lunatic type, you know, older guy. And I think the message is, it's, it's just, it's depressing that it does not get across to, to more people. David Olson, producer extraordinaire. I don't know if you watched the debates or not. I know you were doing research on Ariana Celeste, but be interested real quick. David is our grounded liberal. That's what I would call him, a grounded liberal, uh, on the debates and also your thoughts on uh, space exploration as well as the big dog's outfit tomorrow. Just to correct the record, left-leaning independent Ooh, is I the like way that. I put it. Left-leaning independent. Very impressive, big dog. The way That's it's been it. shaken out, uh, they say Romney clearly won the debate last night. Clearly. Uh, and it was the last stand of Newt Gingrich because he, he, he kind of crashed and burned compared to his previous performances. And whoever's taken Florida is taking the election. That, that's the way things are looking. Why? So. Just out of curiosity. That is the that's that's what all the experts are saying, and um, pretty much the the you know the Republican establishment has spoken and said Mitt's our guy, so he's going to be the nominee. Yeah, they're basically saying that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Left leaning liberal David Olson. Uh, they're saying that because their biggest thing. Even the hardcore conservatives, they want Obama out. They just hate this guy. And they think Gingrich might not be able to beat him. They think Romney, even though he's not as fair, Romney's got a better chance. Well, yeah, chance. yeah. They, I mean, I mean they, look at the, they look at the polls. I mean, Obama is beating Gingrich head-to-head by at least 15 points in every single poll. But you get Romney in there, it's down about five. And in some places, Romney's actually ahead. So... That, that's why they're pushing Romney. And, I mean, they pulled out all the guns on Gingrich over the over the past week. Everybody's kind of turned on the guy. So he, he's pretty oh, much toast. How about Bob Dole? Oh, Bob yeah, Dole yeah, yeah. comment about Duke Gingrich? Woo! I, I, that is, without question, the harshest statement I've ever heard a, a politician make about somebody without going out and just saying the guy's an a-hole. Seriously. He basically said nobody wants to work with him. Everybody he's ever worked with won't back him, and there's a reason for that. Is basically what he said. Bob Dole, we do not elect New Gingrich. He wasn't me. the only one. There's been a but Tom Delay, the leader of the uh, the House Speaker of, uh, four years ago. He came out and fired on Newt. Yeah, well, well, the big one was, and it was splashed across the Drudge Report yesterday. Was Gingrich criticized Reagan, and they had this whole thing where you know, I mean, he he would. Uh-oh, he was uh-oh. all yeah that so you're done when you do that and uh, they, you know and they had quotes from him from the 1980s i did read the drudge report yesterday so i missed that one yeah 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 so yeah you can't you can't cross saint ronnie <laughs> ah, little sports guys talk politics right out there for you florida might decide it tuesday's coming up uh big dog i don't know about you but i struggle with uh putting potential president of the United States, our fearless leader in the hands of voters just from South Carolina and Florida. That, that bothers me at least a bit. So, I mean, and look, and look where America has come to if, if, if Romney is nominated, because we'll have an African-American president whose middle name is Hussein, and he'll be running against a Mormon. Never thought of that. I likes it. 
I like it. I think that's good for America. Shake it up a little it, bit. It, 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 you know, it, it is. I will tell you, after watching a number of the debates, following it very closely, I'm by no means an expert, but I've watched a fair amount, so i got some instincts going. The more I watch Mitt Romney, and I am a liberal but you know, by trade and Democratic, not always, but usually. Mitt Romney, big dog, not a bad guy. I could live with Mitt Romney. I mean, I want Barack. I will support Barack Obama. But uh, Mitt Romney seems to be a pretty decent guy, politics aside. There you go. All right. 888-463-6748. The phone number, Big Dog, 1040. It appears it is possible that Ariane Celeste, either A, you were too drunk and you wrote down the wrong number last night, or B, she may not be making her appearance on today's show. Yeah, I, hope I, it's... Think, I, I think we were stood up. Ugh. That's too bad. That's too bad. I'm, I'm just going to accept it. I, you know, 1030. So, you know, this other, the other, the publicist has her own fight league. You know, I was like, you know, I'll have you on too. What was they're going to stand me up then too? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I don't want to deal with that. We can still, we can still keep the pictures up on the uh, Facebook page, though. Please, can we do that? We got to have that. <laughs> got to have that. It's good for the hits on our Facebook page. Yeah, I'm actually going to. Hopefully, I'll try to make it out to tomorrow's show because uh, TJ and everybody else is going. I'll try to make it out to the UFC tomorrow night, Coach. But yeah, right. it's a football Friday, by the way. With everything you got going on, you're going to be okay without. Uh, you know, we've been heavy into football the last, what, 18 weeks, starting with college football in the end of August. This is the first weekend, Big Dog, when you really don't have any football to watch. You going to be okay? No, that's the thing. That's the great thing about the two weeks in between the Super Bowls. You get that first week without football, and you're like, oh, this is horrible. Then you realize, man, my room's a lot cleaner. There's a lot less dust around the house. You really, you're, you know, yeah, I clean a lot more when there's no football on. And then uh, then I realized next week I get football. Then when I'm watching that game that next Sunday, I really appreciate it. So I like the two-week layoff, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I don't like the two weeks of – I don't watch SportsCenter for two weeks because I cannot – I don't want to hear the same story. You know, Bill Belichick is really yeah. good when he faces a team for the second time because of the adjustment. Yep. I don't need to hear all that stuff. I'm with you. I just absolutely skip over – I don't watch ESPN that much, but reading the newspapers, just skip over all the, uh, you know, Super Bowl articles. Yeah. Maybe, you know, the day or two days before I start reading it, but it's just, it is minutia ad nauseum. Look forward to the game, of course. Love the Super Bowl game, but all the pre buildup and all the media hype, it does get a little bit old. Uh, big door, real quick on the basketball front. We got some college hoops coming at us uh, this weekend. We don't want to forget we're kind of in the, the meat and potatoes of the college basketball season. Won't be long before, uh, you know, we start getting the little tournament brackets out of the dustpan. Uh, you know, or dust it off a little bit. It's it's a bit in the distance, but uh, we got some good college basketball going on. Your Fighting Illini team has a big game against Minnesota. They need to shake it up a little bit after a couple of losses. Minnesota Golden Gophers, pretty good team, but you think you're going to line that can bounce pass this weekend? Uh, they definitely can. Now they beat them at uh, Champaign earlier in the year. Uh, it's it's a good matchup for Illinois. It really is because there's not a lot of experience on Minnesota, and I think that's what. Bothers Illinois right now is when people can really play smart basketball because Illinois is real athletic and they're good. They're just real inexperienced. So, it's a good matchup. Yeah. I think they can get it done up in Minnesota, coach. And Minnesota is pretty good. They've got a nice young team up there. Tubby Smith so. does a great job of uh, coaching them too. He really does. They lost their best player. Or what was it, Mawabi or um, Matabe? Yeah, that's that, that's. I think that's it. Probably he's probably. the wing, the wing guy, the 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 guy that's like a small forward who blocks all the shots. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and gets so, all the rebounds. Guy's a monster in the middle. He was Trevor Mumwake or something like that. But he was outstanding, and uh, they righted the ship a little bit. Got a freshman. What's the kid's name? Joe Coleman. They put at the starting lineup. The Golden Gophers play much, much better. By the way, as a so let's mention real quick, Nebraska knocked off Iowa. We, we concentrate on the Big Ten here. It's been a great season. Nebraska. Everybody made fun of their, uh, you know, uh, uh, Nebraska, the you know, basketball in the Big Ten. They're playing very, very well. Doc Stadler. I'm becoming a Doc Stadler fan. I didn't know who Doc Stadler was a year ago. But I'm becoming a fan of Doc Stadler, the head coach of the Nebraska Cornhusker. He could be, he could be the coach of the year in the Big Ten. He could. I mean, they might not even have a winning record, but if they go like 8 and 10, there's, I, he could actually get consideration for coach of the year in the Big Ten. And I, you know what? I always have appreciated, I don't know if loved is a little bit strong word, but from a basketball standpoint, dog, I've always enjoyed Iowa Hawkeye basketball. When the Iowa is good in basketball, the collegiate basketball landscape is better. But their coach right now, Fran McCaffrey, uh-huh. and David Olson, I don't know if you know this guy or not, part of it is because of his demeanor on the court. Part of it is because he reminds me of A, Stephen Kelly. Who? Brian Kelly. Well, I'm talking about visually, looks-wise. He's part Stephen Forbes, and he's part probably the, my most despised politician right now, who he really looks like is Mitch McConnell. And, and you know, I, I fully admit that part influences me, but i got to tell you, Big Dog, despite my love of Iowa Hawkeye basketball, I enjoy seeing him lose right now because I don't like their head coach, Fran McCaffrey. How about slamming chairs, acting like a lunatic? I mean, he went to the Brian Kelly School of Disposition, is where where he went to. There's there's no there's no reason to act that way. You're supposed to be a leader of young men. Okay, so that's too bad. I think he got his degree at that particular school, Wisconsin. Yesterday, by the way, the Badgers, after a little, uh, they're sort of like the New York Giants, little blip in the screen in the middle of the season. But man, they are on fire right now. They knock off Indiana five wins in a row. Indiana's back to what? Three and five in the Big Ten. People are starting to panic in Hoosierland. Big Dog, as a football expert, your advice to the folks in Bloomington listening right now. Indiana basketball falling back, or you think they're still okay? Uh, no, you might not make the tournament this year. I mean, honestly, you better start winning some some games because well, they were they were undefeated going into the Big Ten. They'll, they'll make the tournament, coach. Even if I guess they go seven and eleven in the Big Ten. If they go seven and eleven, they won't make it. So eight and ten, they'll make it. So they're 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 in trouble right now, coach. They need to start winning some basketball games. They should panic. I think they will. My 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 gut is, and I'm certainly not an Indiana basketball fan. My son might be going there next year. I don't even think think that's going to change it, big dog. I'll say that right up front. Maybe I'll be wrong, but the fact my son's going to Indiana, I still don't think I'm going to root for Hoosier basketball. But I think they're going to be all right this year. I think it's a slump. Uh, top 10 was way overrated for them, but I still think they have turned the corner. I still think they're a pretty good basketball team. Yeah, well, being in this conference is a little different, Coach. If they were in any other conference in the country besides the Big East, they mm-hmm. they could be contending near the top of the, of the conference. Uh, they wouldn't win the, the Big 12 or anything like that because Kansas is, is pretty freaking good, and so is uh, Baylor. But, uh, yeah, this – they're not as good as, as people thought they were or hope they did. And, and kind of like how you were saying, you like it when I was good for college basketball. Mm-hmm. Everybody else seems to like it when Indiana is good because, yeah. you know, they're the biggest team in You're college right, basketball. Yeah. Certainly, you know, probably top five, at worst, top ten great traditions in, in basketball is Indiana University. But I think uh, 
you know, they're going to come back this year. Jordan Holes and Christian Watford, the kid I really like, is Verdell Jones the third out of Champaign, Illinois. University of Illinois passes him up, and he uh, went to Indiana. Not a highly recruited kid. Stuck through the Tom Crean years. Big dog, real classy kid. You know, lost a lot freshman year, but he got to play. Lost a lot sophomore year. You know, they took a beating last year as a junior. Finally, I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. He's a real classy oh, kid. Yeah, I know who he's he's like. in the starting lineup. Handles himself with just. He is a perfect example of a classy collegiate athlete. Great. Shining example of it, Verdell Jones the third, and I'm happy to see him in particular get some success finally in his senior year. Uh, I, I would have to agree with you on that one, and uh, you know I talked about him a while back because I was surprised I never gave the kid a chance. I mean, I really thought they should have. And, and uh, you know but, what, uh, personality-wise, with some of those Dimitri McKamey and Mike Davis teams, uh-huh. maybe he would have been overridden. But that's exactly the kind of chemistry kid, glue kid that they could have used. You know, you're absolutely right. They needed a leadership guy, a guy that, uh, you know, wouldn't take any crap is the best way for me to put it. And uh, they did. They never really had that. I'll, I hate to do this to you because you're in a pretty good mood at the start of the day. I'll depress you a little bit further. Champaign Centennial High School, he was second to Jeremy Richmond in Mr. Basketball voting. The guy went to high school 10 minutes away from the Champaign campus. Ravante Ray, Ray Rice is the man's name. University of Illinois did not. He was a six foot four scoring machine, big dog. And what he would do, but he was a guard, so he would post up the smaller guys, and then if they put a big man on him, he'd take him outside. Phenomenal player in high school. University of Illinois deemed that his game would not transfer to the collegiate level. Well, unreal. He's playing for Drake right now. Uh, last year as a freshman, the Missouri Valley Conference Freshman of the Year as a sophomore. A young sophomore is averaging 17 points a game. He's a scoring machine, exactly what Illinois could have used. And, again, he uh, played his high school hoops 10 minutes away from Champaign. Unbelievable. Yeah. Ray Rice. Sometimes, sometimes you got to forget the high school All-Americans and take the, you know, take the local kids that can play. Yeah, and that's a, isn't basketball like the, the one sport I do understand Sometimes, you know, in football, if you see, like, an offensive lineman dominating on a 1A level and you're like, uh, you know, but basketball, it translates, dribble, shoot, pass. Like, wow, the guy has skills. He can actually shoot the ball, you know, consistently. He's got great form. He can jump. I, I, basketball, you shouldn't miss guys. I can understand in football missing them because it, it is harder to translate. I mean, like, when when a team picks people, like, in basketball and they don't get them right, and the NBA has like, mm-hmm. a trap and they trap the guys that don't make it, it's it's absolutely dumbfounding me. I don't know how they miss. And sometimes schools like Illinois that, you know, tend to nationally recruit the big schools, you forget. Don't forget the local kid. You know, sometimes the one that's close, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side of the vent. So you remember uh, David Olson, the Liza Minnelli song, you got to ring them bells? I forget what play it's from. But, you know, she's a, you know, 30-something single female living by herself. She travels. You know the song I'm talking, Doug? No, I don't. All right, she travels. Yeah, yeah no idea what you're talking about. She travels all around the world. It's, you got to ring them bells, the name of the song, looking for the guy. And then after traveling all around the world for two or three months, she comes back home, still depressed, didn't meet the right guy. And I forget if, the, you know, the dude knocks on her door to borrow a cup of coffee or whatever it is. But it turns out. The guy in the apartment right next to her 
is the perfect match, and they end up getting married. So big dog for recruiters out there. Don't forget some of the local kids that are stars right near your your uh, school. Oh no, I, I agree with you there. Trust me, coach. I was uh, I was a 177 pound 16 year old senior in high school, and I was like, you know, I'm. And it, people are like, who cares if you're like, you know, uh, leading the West Suburban Conference in sacks? You're too small, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm playing defensive line, but I can play linebacker. Nobody gave me the chance, so I had to play at McMurray and almost kill people mm-hmm. four years. So perfect example. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. Trust me, I know. I, I don't, I'm not saying I made it in the NFL or anything like that, but if mm-hmm. I would have taken huge hormones, growth, human growth hormones, which I would have. I, w- I could have definitely been a fullback in the NFL coach, without question. I could have weighed 260 pounds, running about a four six. Mm-hmm. I thought you were a so, tight end and a linebacker. How did you become a fullback all of a sudden? Well, if I was going to go to the NFL, there's no way I could have possibly made the NFL as a six foot one tight end. I would have had to play like the hammer, the battering ram, the guy that would have to run into mm-hmm. like linebackers and stuff. And, and and like I said, that might sound bad, but I, I'm willing to admit, yes, I would. If somebody can go back in time now, I'll be like, yeah, I would have done that. So just throw it out there. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever get concussed? I, I'm sure I did, Coach. I never. Nothing was ever uh, diagnosed, but that's mm-hmm. probably why I have these delusions of grandeur about my football career. <laughs> delusions or illusions or a little bit of both, huh? Yes, probably. Uh, all right. Hey, big dog, I will be uh, going next week. I am out on assignment. I'm not sure where I've been assigned, but uh, uh, General Manager, Commander-in-Chief Chris Whitting, uh, throwing me out on assignment Monday through Thursday. I'll be back on Friday's show now, so we'll do a little Super Bowl preview. But what uh, a little preview of next week. I, I, are you going to be on the show hosting? What are some of the topics that the fans could look forward to? Yeah, I'm going to be in studio next week, Coach. Wow, all four days? I figured, I, yeah, I figured if I'm going to do the show solo, I'll do. Uh, I'll be in studio with wow. David Olson. It's outstanding. And I would. I would expect. Uh, yeah, I might have. A, who knows? I might have a like a bizarre co-host. One or two of the days. Okay. I'm not exactly sure, but I'm lining up. I'm efforting right now. Not exactly right now. I'm not efforting. But well, we do have some competition for in-studio guests because David also. What show is it that continues to bring in beautiful females under the guise of being guests? Uh, that would be Sports and Torts. Who are some of the famous females that they brought in? Well, they had a bunch of Hooters girls in the other day. See that big dog? Um, That's the from kind which of- Hooters? Schaumer. The one over there on Higgins. What does it matter? Because I I used to, I, I used to be in, I used to date the, the uh, never mind. No, 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 I was from Schaumburg. Uh, okay. And then last week they had a uh, new NBC5 weekend weathercaster Cheryl Scott here See? in studio. This is this Ooh. is what we're up against, Big Dog. Much better so looking in person, start, by the well, way. I could bring in Janelle or something like that if you want me to. Sports and torts is getting all the hits, and then people, you know, tune into our show, and all they do is look at me. Despite our scintillating conversation, Big Doe, that's 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 like we're starting the game three touchdowns behind. I can completely understand that, Coach, and no, I, I do feel for you. Don't rub it in, Big Doe, please. Oh, I thought you were talking about you completely understand where the fans are coming from. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, Dog, well, I will not talk to you until uh, next Friday. We'll definitely get into some Super Bowl talk next week, right, as the, as the week yeah, wears yeah, on? Yeah, I'm not bashing Super Bowl talk, but it's only one game, people. It's mm-hmm. only one game. Okay. All right, Big Dog, uh, good luck with the party tonight. Behave yourself. Uh, the Monday morning flag football officiating, behave yourself. And most importantly, that's, that's tomorrow morning. Saturday morning. And most importantly, at Sox Fest, uh, as this year, man, don't behave yourself. 
I need protection. Seriously, I used to be a bouncer. I need some of my bouncer friends who listen to this program to give me a call. And Cin- I cannot pay you, so I'll probably look at any phone call. Cinemax Cindy wants to know, uh, what the this year, man, will you be stuffing? Uh, I always stuff, Coach. Uh, Sky Guy <laughs> told, taught me that. Ah, Sky Guy. I love that guy. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Big Dog going solo with help next week. I'll check in with everybody uh, next Friday. David Olson, our producer, phenomenal job. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday morning at 10 o'clock. Don't be late. Big Dog in studio live.